Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? In 1979, George A. Romero brought us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all time. Dawn of the Dead. Now, an all-new dimension of terror has been added to the ultimate zombie masterpiece. George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead is now in 3D. The original horror classic back on the big screen, uncensored, uncut, in 3D. George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Shoot it, man. Shoot it in the head. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me Classic Jake. Howdy, folks. And Jacob. Hi, everybody. And today we're reviewing uh, Oldie But a Goodie, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the 1979 original. And it's re-released in 3D and a very limited Regal event for the end of October. Um, and while you're listening to this, you may not have a chance to watch it again. So sorry for not uploading it sooner. But, um, so both of y'all have seen it. I have not seen this. Um, so Classic Jake, since you wrote the review, uh, let's go for the 3D for- section first, of course. How was the 3D in Dawn of the Dead? It was good. I mean, I was surprised. I mean, this is a a Korean um, conversion from uh, 2013. Uh, and I was surprised at the quality of it. It was really good. It had nice depth. Uh, there wasn't too much cardboarding. Um, it, you know, it was pretty rounded. They hadn't they even had some good pop outs. Mm-hmm. I was... I was pleasantly surprised because the trailer they had for this did not look good at all. Now, for a movie that was never intended to originally be released in 3D, it looks pretty impressive, huh? Yeah, it looks very impressive. Now, um, you said some key moments here. Uh, Roger sliding down the escalator. Yeah, there's a scene where a character, uh, Roger... Uh, he slides down an escalator. He just jumps right at you. I mean, the audience just just jumped back. All right, a scene with uh, spraying the zombies with seltzer water. There's a scene. <laughs> yeah, the bikers are in the mall and they're throwing pies at the and they have seltzer bottles. I mean, God knows where they found them in the mall. Uh, great shoppers, these bikers, and they're just spraying zombies with the seltzer water bottles. And this, and the, and a couple of the sprays are come at the audience. And to be honest, I don't know if this, if if these shots were uh, added to the to because I don't remember Don that precisely, especially since I've seen so many different cuts of this movie over the years. Now you said there's. Very impressive. There's another scene with uh, Peter and the tennis balls on top of the roof. Yeah, on the roof, kind of playing one man. I don't know if it's like squash, tennis, but he's got like a racket. And he's hitting up on top of the mall, and he's hitting tennis balls. That was real. That was a nice pop out. What what about when they tossed the money uh, up in the air and it kind of rained down on us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was nice, too. 
Yeah. But it really pop out like these three did. All right, Jacob, what were your impressions of the movie in 3D? I mean, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, not as good as the Jaws 3D from back in September, but, you know, this is a nine-year-old conversion. They did this back in 2013, and it cost $6 million for, for the producer, and that's one of the reasons why the film hasn't been on, like, home video that much in America because of that. <laughs> uh, Richard Rupertstein uh, is trying to get that money back hopefully this helps but yeah yeah the 3d was really impressive for what it was before we got the quality conversions we do now Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah this has been kind of in a vault for like 10 years or something right <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah and the movie originally cost a little more than half a million to make okay so overall um jake you said in your written review that you give it a good 3d um jacob do you concur Oh yeah, good 3D, pretty solid. Uh, there, there, like the way it was shot. There's some scenes that were blurry, but I think that's just because Romero shot very fast and it didn't have to be particularly well in focus. But you can notice with the conversion that there are certain scenes that are just out of focus and fairly flat. I mean, there's only so much you could do for a movie that was made in you know 1970s, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, like. They did that with Jaws, but that uh, with Romero just shooting very fast, and he also edited the movie, and he just shot scenes that he he played with it in the editing room to make sure that they could fit properly, and it didn't care how well it looked, as long as it fit his vision, and I get it. <laughs> it yeah. just affects the 3D sometimes. All right, so overall, a, a very solid, enjoyable conversion. Not the best. Um, we've definitely seen other ones that are better, but not the worst either. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it has better 3D than Lightyear, if that's any consolation. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jacob, you got to stop comparing them. Again, that's got to be... It gotta, don't worry about it. Don't worry about other stuff. That's How good is this, com- you know, as it could be, you well, know? The, well, the thing yeah. is, uh, it gives a reference. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. In Lightyear, they may have not seen this in 3D. I mean, I never saw Lightyear in 3D, so I don't know. <laughs> I saw Lightyear at home. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, just overall, you guys enjoy the 3D aspect. It was a good conversion. Yeah. Yes. Now on to the movie itself. So... Um, classic Jake, you reviewed this. Um, now this is, you said, arguably the greatest zombie movie ever made, and possibly one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, this was what made, put George Romano and Tom Savilli as legends of the genre. And it's a yeah. well-made, well-executed, extremely entertaining movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep, fast, and dirty. I mean, it kind of... Re-in- it, it basically really invented the uh, jump started the whole zombie uh, more so in Europe than here at first. Yeah, because, yeah. Because one of the little details about this movie um, people forget is uh, Dario Argentino uh, financed it and did um, the music and also was a script supervisor. The condition he got to do the European cut and Romero, which was zombie. Just wanted there to be a different name, so uh, Dario Argentino agreed to that, uh, and um, they called it Zombie. 
And uh, Romero was so impressed with the band Goblin, who did the music for the European cut, that he used some of their music in his cut. Mm -hmm. Not Maxwell Stock Music Library that he usually used. Okay, so which they used it in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and and we're talking about the the American theatrical version because that is what uh, screened. Um, um, how was the movie itself? Um, now you've seen this a couple of times, right? <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen this several several times. Hey, I snuck in to see this when I was fourteen years old when it played theatrical. All right. Jacob, how many times have you seen this movie? This was that was my very first time, but I knew I read the history. I, I read like stuff about it for years, and yeah, it was the very first time, and I was very impressed. All right, what's the plot here? Oh, uh, ba- uh, basically, it's a uh, newscaster, two newscaster SWAT members steal a helicopter to escape, and they hold out in a mall. To write out the zombie apocalypse, it's, and, it's essentially uh, the opening scroll of the uh, the rise of Skywalker, which the dead walk. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they have, uh, and then the, uh, some bikers figure out they're holed up in there, and they have to defend their turf. Yeah, but that's like very late. It's mainly about them just surviving and kind of going yeah. living a, as normal life as possible in the mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a lot of comment. Of course, some of the commentary I think over the years has become lost as we've become more of a mall culture, more consumer driven, and I, I I don't know. I don't think we're as mall driven anymore as online commerce. But I think the the commentary still stands. Yeah, but this was before this movie came out just before the explosion in what they call mall rat culture. Um, right, yeah, because that was like more of an '80s thing. Yeah, it predicted the whole mall rat thing. All right, yeah, and this is a pretty kind of dark humor kind of movie. Oh, it's very <laughs> there's a lot of humor in this. I mean, the the color of the blood, the makeup, because uh, Savini yeah. wanted to change it because they were the zombies were starting to look bluish. Yeah, and fake blood kind of looked fluorescent to him. And it Romero did. Said, no, we're going to keep it this cartoony because then it'll make it less grim and it'll be more bearable. And it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay to laugh at the macabre, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. In this. Yeah, one of my favorite gags is the biker who's getting his blood pressure checked and the zombie. <laughs> I mean, that's hysterical. All right. So is it actually still scary? Yeah. It's a lot more simple and gory. All right, Jake. There, there is suspense, but it's not really that scary. I feel it's just it's it's grim, and you know it's suspenseful. But it's, I've never really been scared at horror movies as such. Yeah, this is not like a bunch of jump scares, and this is it's just you've just got this impending sense of dread and doom. Yeah, it's like the 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 opening shots of the movie where it takes place in like the high rise and you know the martial law took effect. That's like that's probably the most scary part because that could theoretically happen and not just zombies. It's just like a mm. martial law. Yeah, seat. and the ones and you had the racist cop. 
and the one SWAT guy going absolute ape shit looks like yeah. online footage. You see a cops stopping people that you see yeah. here today. Now, now you say that's gory. How gory is it? Is it for gory? And then, and then there's some things that uh, at the time nobody blinked an eye at, but are are super scary today. Like Fran. I mean, she's pregnant and she's smoking and drinking. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Jacob, was this too gory for you, or was this like okay gory for you, or, or what? I mean, like a, a lot of the gore was just mainly the fluorescent blood, but there there were scenes like whenever you see like they rip open a body and you just see like the guts coming out. I'm like, oh my god, that's actually pretty gruesome. But most of the other stuff I could handle, but this one was, like, not really stomach-churning, but it was just, like, ooh, even for 1978, and now it's gross. <laughs> okay. It was, like, with the intestines and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom Savini made his name on this movie. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, it's an entertaining movie. Um, is there any faults that you didn't like or, or you want to mention? Uh, the first half is better than the second half. It, it slows down heavily in the second part and then the the ending the biker marauders they just literally showed up without any context they just were there no setup or nothing random stuff happens at the end of the world (laughs) right all right so um it's a devilish good time uh right uh it's it's one of the best but uh for movies return of the living dead's better in my honest opinion oh wow yeah, I, I would say Night of the Living Dead of, of, of the series of dead films is the best. Uh, and then I would say uh, uh, Day is highly, highly underrated. Yeah. But I still think Dawn is really, really, really good as well. I don't know. Return of the Living Dead, it's just, it's funny. It has that punk attitude. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not related yeah. to the series, but it kind of sort of is. Well, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's the other side of uh, it's Russo and when they went adjacent, right? Uh, yeah, I really like. Uh, yeah, I really like Return of the Living Dead, but it is not a part of Romero's series. No, but I, th- I think it's just better, like the story and the direction for compared to like, I mean, not this one, but I don't know. There's just more of a flow it's to it than this good. one. Does. I mean, I would, I, I mean, I would give Return of the uh, Living Dead a ten as well. Oh yeah. All right. So I guess that's a, a good segue. What score would you give this movie? Uh, Classic Jake first. Oh, 10. But I, but I will be the first to admit when it comes to Romero movies, I'm extremely prejudiced. I'm such a fanboy. Jacob, what's your good score of it? Probably a ten. You know, for my first time. Oh wow! So it's uh, two tens here, uh, double dimes, and. Uh... Uh, it's the godfather of zombie movies. Yeah. That's that's great to hear that you really loved it, that it's not just something for the older generation, no offense. <laughs> um, that new generation I mean, people can love it too. Yeah, I mean, you can see the, uh, like, origins of certain tropes, and then, but it still holds up. It's really good. And, and Romero's a really good filmmaker. Yeah. All right, I guess that's going to be it for this review. Patrons, stay around for your bonus features. Alright, before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Mr. Bungle5, Kano3D, Gravity Head Zero, 
Addicts Folk, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye.